I'm Caitlin Salamini, and this is the Postpartum Production Podcast. Every other week, I talk with artists who are also mothers and caregivers about their postpartum creative process. You can find out more about the podcast at www.postpartumproduction.com, where you can also sign up for our newsletter. I shouldn't be starting a podcast just three weeks after having my third child. I shouldn't, I should, I shouldn't. I went back and forth about this a lot. Then I remembered that six years ago, I took a prenatal aqua aerobics class at my local JCC. It was lovely to feel buoyant and light while eight months pregnant. The experience of getting out of the water, well, that was a little different. All that weight returning to your body and joints. But what really struck me was that there was a postnatal or postpartum class that happened immediately after my class. There weren't young mothers in that class, but rather women who were postmenopausal. The other moms and I mused that they were taking the postpartum definition quite liberally. But we hadn't gotten there yet. We hadn't experienced matrescence, what it was like to become a mother, whether by childbirth, surrogacy, or adoption. We hadn't yet had the reckoning of identity that happens when you're split in two, a part of your heart permanently outside your body. So now I wonder, what is postpartum? What is production in postpartum? How can we add value to art and parenting, two creative experiences that sit so squarely outside capitalist reach, and find not only purpose, but also production in those identities? In this podcast, you'll hear from artists like novelists, painters, filmmakers, choreographers, and more who are mothers and caregivers. Join us every other week as we unpack concepts like what is postpartum? What does it mean to be a mother and an artist in capitalist society? How do we stay relevant and visible as artists when our lives are completely transformed by the caregiving for another human being? If you Google postpartum, you'll find it's commonly considered to be a period of time six weeks after childbirth. But for most parents, postpartum feels bigger than that. As we often find ourselves saying in these conversations, postpartum is forever. It's forever. There is something important about centering the moment of birth. I don't want my child to be the only defining reference of my life. On the other hand, there is something empowering about centering that work and that relationship and that moment. It's not centering my job. It's not centering my poetry. I feel like postpartum is kind of a transitional or shift period or like a period of growth that feels bigger than your regular life. You know, obviously we're always growing, but like that growth period where it still feels like you're adjusting and changing and getting used to and all this stuff. And I think that's why I say it can last as long as you want. I think that spills into almost just what parenting and motherhood is because we're constantly having to shift and evolve and change along with our kids. But I'd say that like intense period of growth is how I would define postpartum. Postpartum is really about a constant period of identity transformation and exploring every challenge and possibility that comes with that massive life transition. Postpartum for me is everything after becoming a mother. There's no taking it back. <laughs> you can't go back. 
We do not just come to motherhood without any preconceptions. We're taught by our families, by society, and by popular culture what to expect and how to function as a parent. It comes a lot from my background as a first-generation Portuguese woman. I see my mother, and I see my aunts, and I see my grandmothers. Most of them are stay-at-home mothers and just did not work. It work in the sense of getting that paycheck. And throughout my life, I consistently looked at these women with pity with real pity. And it hurts. It makes me nauseous to think about that. And now that I am a mother and realize exactly what it is that they did day in and day out. And now being a mother and being home, quote unquote, and taking care of my son, I love it and I enjoy it so much. But I think I'm still trapped in that loop of, I need to strive for more. This can't just be it. That teaching is often in conflict with how we operate. As artists, this can mean a shift in our trajectories. I've heard the expression that like people are cracked open when you give birth. And for me, I think I just felt so jarred by this birth that happened in a way that I didn't understand and wanted to make sense of. I felt like there were a lot of things that happened in my personal life at the time that were a lot for me to hold inside. I think motherhood sort of changed me at my core. And it's really hard to make the same thing when you're a very different person on the inside. But at the end of the day, capitalist societies and even creative communities and parenting tribes often measure success based on productivity, on what we produce as parents and as artists. Are these in conflict with one another? How does parenting and caregiving upend our understanding of what counts as productive, whether it be productive time or the materials we've created? No, I'm still me. I still want to create. I still want to publish. And then feeling like I wasn't able to or feeling like I have this baby now, so he needs to be my number one priority and I can't do these other things. I think that anytime a woman tries to produce anything, there's so many things going against her just from the get-go. And so you have so many obstacles to overcome. You know, no one pays for a poem. <laughs> like, no, like, your draft of your poem isn't worth anything. It's literally worth nothing. And how we view our art as tied to financial output can really affect us once we are no longer a part of the productive capitalist society. How would it feel to get paid to be a mother? How would that change your relationship to the work that you do as a mother? I can't even fathom that idea, but like, yeah, if I, uh, every Friday I'm getting, I'm getting cut a check just for, and I say just, I hate I know, that word, know, just for, right? Just for no, caring for a kid. Not. Take it away. You're getting oh. a check for caring for a child. Yeah. While also doing work that validates you in other ways. Whether it's like, okay, you're doing that work part-time and you're doing the, the caregiving part-time so you get half a child. I don't right. <laughs> you, you know, honestly, what, what, what word just came to mind? Happy. I would be so happy. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to make me cry. I think 
I would be so happy because there wouldn't be this this need to validate myself as a working person. And there wouldn't be this pull that I need to get away from my child in order to produce, Hmm. in order to be a citizen. In this podcast, we will be constantly examining and re-examining what it means to be a productive artist and parent and how we can work together to redefine productivity to create more supportive communities, careers, workspaces, and family structures for artist caregivers. We're excited for you to join us in this conversation. I'm your host, Caitlin Salamini, and this is the Postpartum Production Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating. This will help us reach more listeners like you who are navigating the joys and pitfalls of artistic and parenting identities. For regular updates, visit our website, postpartumproduction.com, follow us on Instagram at postpartumproductionpodcast, and subscribe to our podcast newsletter on Substack. Thank you for listening, and we are so grateful to have you with us on this journey. Postpartum may feel like forever, and sometimes it may feel very lonely, but you're not alone here.